Hi everyone, and welcome to Marvellous Podcast. I am he, Matthew, and I'm joined by Abby. Hello. And I'm joined by Laura. Hello. I get it, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) You may be wondering why we're here, and and I'm going to talk to you, dear listener, and tell you about why we're here. You can't break the fourth wall on the podcast, can you? I think it's challenging. It's harder to do, very much so. I'm just, just gonna. I'm not going to talk to the two of you. I'm only going to address listeners. We what should do find you think about what Abby just said. All the people that we know by name who listen to this pod and directly turn around and go, "Mother, how are you finding this right now?" Rachel, yeah, tell us the things that you think. We are here talking about She Hulk Attorney at Law, uh-huh. which seems to be the whole name for it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try to do episode by episode. We're actually back on track now. Um, so let's start off with our thoughts. Laura, what do you think of the show? Uh, I thought it was fun. Uh, but if it is going to stay on this lighter tone, it's going to need to be funnier. Okay. Uh, so I thought it was witty and smart and, but it made me smile, not laugh, Mm -hmm. uh, until the post credit scene, which did make me laugh. Um, uh, Maslani is brilliant in the role as I thought she would be. Um, Mm -hmm. all the feminist stuff is great. And obviously very much up my street. Mm-hmm. It's a little on the nose. And mm-hmm. they, I, I, fine if this is a setting up and everything. But I don't want She-Hulk to, you know, her main thing to be just every episode beating up mansplainers. Mm-hmm. Or do I? Or do I? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't. <laughs> Actually, no, you don't. No, not from. <laughs> well, maybe only the first three episodes, and then after that, I think. <laughs> Abby, what did you think? I was wondering how long it was going to take to get on the nose into this podcast because <laughs> it is a bit, isn't it? A little bit, just a touch. Um, it's short, and yet it still felt quite long for quite a lot of it, and okay. then mm-hmm. it was over. And it's it's been really edited interestingly, I think. Like a lot of the dialogue that's in there, mm. it feels like it was it was bigger and longer, and then it got cut down and down and down. I thought when you look at what is left, what you've done is say the same things repeatedly quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And then you've put in your greatest hits, and then it's over. And I didn't think I'd come out of this thinking, I wish it had been a bit more lawyery, honestly. But what we know is that she is a she and a Hulk. I think that much we have got. How did you find it, Matthew? Uh, I, I think I'm in the same place as the two of you. Um, there's, there's bits that I'm like, okay, fine, I can go with you on that. But I'm sure it could be written better at this stage. Um, it feels a little bit like this is a new What If show. And the what if is, what if Marvel made Ali McBeal? But I think that is what they're trying to make. Because that's exactly yeah. the same sort of vibe I'm getting from from the start of the show. Yeah. And in, in the same way, I think some of the, I'm going to say gimmick. Gimmick's not the right word, but the additional stuff is what's selling it so far. And I feel like without Mark Ruffalo and, and the stuff they did with Hulk in this, it's not as good. I'm really enjoying Tatiana Maslany's performance. Mm. I'm not sure I'm enjoying the character because I'm not sure there's anything there yet. Oh, really? So. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Can I ask, and, and I think your last point is, is true, but um, I haven't seen Ali McBeal. I remember it existing oh. because who couldn't? But 
I don't really know what it was, and I don't really know what it was about. And in what ways is this the same thing? I'm not sure I have the words to fully explain <laughs> it other than vibe. Um, kind of <laughs> kooky stroke comedic lawyer shenanigans, whilst also being the best possible female lawyer she can be in a world of men. So female lawyer particularly. Yeah, Very heavy yeah. on the, on the mm. kooky female. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm sorry, like I didn't, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And I have watched it twice somehow today. Crikey. I know. <laughs> I think very much if this is this is our setup, and that's why we spend so much time with Bruce and that. I'm hoping mm-hmm. we don't see much more of him. Not that I don't like him, I think he's fantastic. But because this is her show. Yep. Um yep. and I think it's great we've got him set up we've got he's set everything up and I assume he's gonna come back later because of the Sakar um, spaceship and what have you, and whatever that's gonna play out. But my understanding from because the critics have seen four episodes mm. and a number of those that I've read have said that um, it kind of hits its stride after this one because this is very much okay. the setup and it does focus more on the legal side of things mm. after that. So, so yeah. I would have said we could have done with two episodes this week, mm. Mm. particularly mm. since it's a, a long season. Was it nine? Nine this one? Nine. Yeah. Mm. I think they should have dropped two, because yeah. I, I think this on its own is, when she's like, and you're going to need the origin story, you know, you want to know about the Hulk thing. You're like, yes, I do. But I thought that was going to be like five minutes and then it was more like mm. 20 minutes. And yeah. and I got it the first time um, and it just went, it, it really did go on a bit. And then they fought each other and I thought of you, Matthew. I um, thought of you as well. <laughs> we said exactly that. As soon as it was like, oh, they're going to fight. Good. Thank Which you, Marvel. At least you're getting it rocks off early on it. <laughs> yeah. You know. It was inevitable, but kind of boring because Hulk fighting is boring because it's smash and throw. It's not. It's all CG. It's it's... none of the balletics type stuff. Mm-hmm. Or... Uh, yeah, my thing on it has been that sort of the the feminist writing or the writing of men particularly, I think. And I'm going to say some words now and then I'm going to try and phrase it as a question so it's not like me saying how I think men should be written in the show. I think and, as a man, you're, you're allowed, allowed to talk about it. No, yeah. no, I am allowed to talk about it, but I think... Th- it is absolutely acceptable for this to be written to be the, a female power fantasy, mm. which I'm not going to speak to. But I feel like I've seen these beats a lot, mm. particularly in sort of Marvel DC type shows of man talks down to a woman and she either punches him or has to explain how the world is terrible for women. And this is, although it's in the future and we've had the blip and we've had all this sort of thing, it's still set in our world, mm. effectively. And for her to have to explain what it's like for a woman... Feels a bit overdone at the moment. I feel like we've we've done that, and it, a in this world you probably shouldn't have to explain it, but b doesn't need to explain it to the audience at home. But here comes the question: Am I just missing that because I'm the sort of person who watches all these sorts of things, and actually it's worth having this explained and giving you the power fantasy of oh, but she gets to grow to a seven foot tall and smack a guy in the face, and isn't that cool? The the power fantasy of she gets to grow to seven foot tall and that. For me, that isn't really a power fantasy because I'm I'm definitely okay. not going to be doing that anytime soon. Okay. But it's interesting. With I think yeah yes to for me to the beginning of your question there when you say is it because mm-hmm. you're so plugged into stuff? Um, I think so because yeah absolutely she shouldn't have to explain this stuff. But it doesn't surprise me that Bruce has not made the connection that perhaps she has been used to controlling her emotions. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's you know it's not like when she says that he goes well no that's rubbish I don't know what you're talking about he just hasn't thought about it okay. so that I think yes true, true. feels yeah, very yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. very natural 
and I, I really liked that stuff. And mm. I thought, actually, this is an interesting way to go with her that, you know, because she says, you know, anger and fear are a baseline for being a woman and what have you. Not obviously not all the time. That's not, you know, that, that that's mm-hmm. uh, and the whole having to control your emotions otherwise you're seen as aggressive or, or what have you that that would then mean that she is better equipped to deal with the hulk element mm. i think that's really interesting what then it felt like it took it too far is then she's also seems to be better than him at everything else to do with a hog there's nothing right. about her lived experience that i could see that would mean that she could do all of the other hulk stuff as well if not better than him mm. so mm. then you're in this kind of box where you're saying well women are just superior which as a feminist is not something I subscribe to. Mm-hmm. So okay. uh, that just felt, it just they're just at risk of, for me of it's jumping on the bandwagon a bit too much. Whereas yeah. I think if they do this, but, and maybe hopefully it's just because it's the first one and they're just really trying to set everything up. But it, it's like also with um, Dennis, the male lawyer. Mm-hmm. So when at the beginning she's practicing her closing, as she's doing it, he's making comments like it's too wordy. Um, you should smile more perfect uh etc now that i felt like that's perfect that's really because you're kind of needling you're undermining but Mm. then he goes on to say i really think i i would be better and you're like well that's Mm -hmm. just i i don't know that's so overt that i don't know just something that felt so slathered on that it made it feel like those things were fake that you know well that isn't really what life is like whereas Mm -hmm. the more subtle stuff like when she then actually goes to give the closing just before she gets up in court he says something like um you better not screw this up walters and that completely feels authentic that you know someone that kind of needling undermining just before you're about to go up and have to do a presentation versus the well clearly i would be better at this Mm -hmm. that's the sort of thing that even if a load of guys who weren't tapped into this heard they'd think well that's a bit of a unpleasant thing to say whereas perhaps they'd be like, oh maybe it's a bit too wordy maybe she should smile more you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. but i think the, the the sorry just to continue on this the other the other bit where the uh, she's outside the bar and there's the whole oh well we're just being friendly and then that that felt that that all felt quite authentic that that bit outside the bar completely reminded us of the advert that's going around at the moment the have a word with yourself advert I don't think and so. it, it is almost beach, but it's it's a thing that I, I think I've mainly seen in the cinema. Or of course, I've seen in the cinema. I don't tend to watch adverts otherwise. Mm. But it's it's a an advert about men being aggressive to women, but in that way of like, oh, come on, give me a smile, darling. Yeah. You know, I'm just I'm just being friendly. What's going on? Mm. And it's the uh, the mate of that guy sort of imagining himself in the mirror, saying, "Have a word with yourself," uh, and then okay. have a word with your mates. And it, it is almost beat for beat exactly that moment. Um, mm. So clearly, well done. Mm. I think you're sort of absolutely spot on about um, the content that's in there just being so kind of focused on on those points. And I think a little bit what Matthew was saying before as well is that this is the totality of the characters that we're getting. They're making this point, this scene, and they make it several times and that's fine. But I haven't seen anything else. (laughs) So actually what you've given me is frankly a lot of stresses that I have felt and experienced in my life and I don't find suddenly punching some random character who's just popped into the courtroom to be a useful catharsis for that so you gave me a lot of stresses a lot of things I didn't really want to think about right now as I'm watching the fun legal comedy and (laughs) I didn't really do anything with them so I Mm. kind of left feeling a bit awkward and a bit like wow this is like a bad Twitter day (laughs) you know like when you just see the same point over and over again you're just like (laughs) 
did we go anywhere? Can we move on? And I, yeah. I, I agree as well. I, I think, like you said, Laura, like it's this is a venue where we are still having these conversations, kind of the first time round. But then also, I agree, Matthew, like it's post blip. We would hope that, that we didn't have to do all these things. And I think it is is fine that we have kind of the Hulk sort of coming around to these things. And I, and I really enjoyed that engagement with her being like, oh, I think as a woman, I think this is going to be fine. Um, mm. I quite enjoyed that. But she didn't really listen to him or sort of mm. respect his actual massive mm. amounts of Hulk experience, which is kind of rude. And I get that they're cousins and they have some kind of chippy relationship in, in a cousin sort of way. I don't know if I... Like my cousins, I think I'd listen if they'd been doing a thing for a really long time and I was going to do it too. I think I'd ask. <laughs> I think I'd be curious and I think I'd want some help. But hey, maybe mm. it's endearing that she just wants to go back and lawyer. I, mm, yeah, I think even if it was just the, so what can we do? You know, when, when he's showing about the throwing and that and she's still kind of like, oh, well, yeah, I got it, I got it. But I mean, she needs to know the limitations and mm-hmm. the, the extents of her power. And she was so mean to him, saying about, you know, he doesn't have any friends and that. Well, yeah, he doesn't, because a lot of them have died now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, quite a bit of the the population still thinks he's a monster, as you know, as he, he says. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the relationship between them, though. I thought that was, I thought they had really great chemistry. He's trying to be really vulnerable with mm. her. And, you know, part of him is so grateful that all of this exploration that he's done might be of use to someone else. And... Mm. It just made her seem kind of rude mm-hmm. and kind of unpleasant. And I just thought, we're already in a complicated piece of territory anyway because we're going to make a large, loud woman here. Mm. And what we need on top of that <laughs> is to make her just objectively rude. That's going to help. That's, that's going to do... And, you know, this is episode one. There's a long way yeah. to go. It did... Uh, yeah. I did feel it again. This is part of that kind of playing into overplaying this idea of superior woman, mm-hmm. and mm. and not just su- like superior in particular areas because we've been conditioned that way. You know that just this. Well, no, you know you're useless. Um, and it just felt a bit like we can't lose. No, we can't lose this. No, we can't lose this. I'm like, you could have lost some of it. Mm. <laughs> and, and, and it's possible they're starting her off. In, I think, like you're saying, there's a long road to go. You know, they're starting off in a place of confidence so she can learn the hubris of the situation yeah, and she can she can change. In the same way they did for Tony Stark for three films, four films, five films, maybe more, of him having to constantly learn, like, oh, maybe I should rely on other people and work as a team. And, mm. um, you know, I'll, I'll make a quick comparison to Captain Marvel because Captain Marvel did all this stuff and it was fine because it was kind of the first time they'd done it. Mm. So, great. And because she was really powerful and it was very easy to compare her as a character to Tony Stark. They're quite similar in quite a few ways. A lot of the same sort of comments and, and jokey-jokiness mm. about things because of their confidence and their superiority. But I don't think this character's meant to necessarily have it, so... Interested to see how they change that and what they do with it as time goes on. Yeah, and I think that the way that Captain Marvel has sort of Jude Law's antagonist mm. um, utilizing that specifically male unpleasantry mm-hmm. without making it about that—that that is simply mm. who he is. It is the villain he is. That is the way in which he comes across, mm. and and it that wasn't the story. All the other villain aspects—it was the yeah. delivery, not. The evil, if you like, that that was um, just sort of the byproduct of it. And I, I see what they did. 
and again, I, I keep I keep coming back to it. I think I think it's in the editing. I don't necessarily think the writing is bad. I've seen no. quite a lot of critique of the writing. Mm. I don't think it's bad. I think it's it's the cut. I think it's the edit, and I think it's the choices. Okay, but yeah, I think I think Laura, your comment about the comedy needs to get sharper because it's funny and it's funny in an MCU way at the moment. Yeah. But they've got a character that again we've seen in like six films that we are very fond of, that they can do very easy jokes with and they've never quite overplayed. So mm. maybe that works. When it is just her and it's a procedural, it's going to need to... And it's going to need to make loyally type jokes. Yeah, and so, yeah, very much at the moment it feels at the standard MCU com- comedic mm-hmm. level. But if this is going to be a comedy and therefore we're not going to have quite the same plot focus that perhaps we would have, or drama or what have you, then the comedy is going to need to be sharper than the standard MCU level for me. Mm. Um, It wasn't that I didn't think it was funny. It just wasn't funny enough to make me laugh out loud. Whereas it doesn't have to do that all the way through, but just a bit more than a wry smile. I I wondered at one point if they were going to try and almost make it a sort of flea bag thing. The bit where they're at the bar and she turns and makes a comment to us and he kind of turns around. Mm. And I was like, are they going to do that? I thing? thought that was the funniest thing in the whole thing. I thought right. the, the idea that, that the camera arrived with the Hulk, I thought was hilarious. I loved it. I loved the way that she looked back at the camera. I loved the way that he looked. Yeah, yeah. I, that moment was great writing, and mm. um, not not even necessarily specifically in a flea bag way. It was just great. Yeah. Right. So it, so it's interesting to know that her size to camera can be heard by other people because I don't think Deadpool's mm. can be can they. No, he walks around the whole scene and talking to us, yeah. doesn't he? I think. Yeah. And yeah. obviously, the first time we saw it, she was on her own in, in her office. She was on her own. So, although, although she no, doesn't she make a comment in just before she makes her closing arguments? But is that a very subtle she? thing to us? Where she she makes a comment about you know, I know and my family knows, and now you know. No, that's just yeah, that's just before she leaves. Hmm. Oh, so that's, is she still in her office? Yeah, she's still in her office then. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting okay. to see. I, I'd be very interested to see her and Deadpool. And then how that would work together. Well, <laughs> this feels like a nice sort of test and setup mm. for doing some of this. And, and you know, I can imagine Ryan Reynolds could write some very fun stuff about multiple characters who can break the fourth wall, mm. perhaps to different audiences. And you can take that quite a meta, meta direction. Yeah. It does also make you wonder how it would be if she did wind up with the Avengers. Mm. Mm. Like, do you want to see this in the cinema? Do you want to break the cinema wall as well as the, the television wall? I, I'm not sure because one of one of the reactions I've been having to this so far is it's really showing me that I do want their TV shows not to be movies that are chunked up into six yeah. parts. The 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 wonderful aspects of One Division and the stuff we've enjoyed from What If, the good bits of Hawkeye, the the like space that is given by TV for things to breathe and do a bit more, and and particularly in this where it can be more of a sitcom, it can do more interesting things because it's. More disposable because it's got the. I don't know, you know, again, quite the right way to describe that. But I want them to do that with their TV. Be like, right, the TV stuff is where it gets weird. And the movies are the movies, and you know what you're going to get. And in the end, we're going to throw a beam of light into the sky, and our heroes are going to fight each other, you know. <laughs> Not to be reductive on my MCU films, but. <laughs> I like the, the uh, breaking the fourth wall to camera stuff. I like it when Deadpool does it in the films. Obviously not MCU so far, but you know, yeah. uh, and um, and I, I think uh, Tatiana Maslany does it well because I think it can be done badly, and I think she's she's got that right kind of feel of um, intimacy that it is just yeah. the two of us. So then when mm. Bruce does react, it's kind of like, oh wait a second. But I just I, as with all of the things we've been talking about, just don't overdo it. 
don't okay. make it a crutch. Um, mm. Only use it when it really works. Abby, I'm going to give you a prompt and I'm going to let you speak. Can we talk about the size of her? So much. Please. You're ready. I know, I, 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 and I know this is obviously <laughs> a topic dear to your heart, so I'm kind of, that's why it, it is. this is a pure prompt. Thank you. And for you to say your thoughts, please. <laughs> well, it is complicated. This is a complicated one. Um, I have so many thoughts and I've tried to organise them and I didn't actually watch the episode that long ago, so I'm not quite there yet. Um, She-Hulk is a large, muscular woman in Marvel. Mm -hmm. Um, I am, of course, familiar with the look of (laughs) the She-Hulk of the comics of old. Uh, She is a very classic bodybuilding ideal for women. uh, Sort of the beginning Mm. of women's bodybuilding in modern women's bodybuilding. Obviously, you know, Victorian women, strong women, always been a thing. Mm. But um, there's a a certain look when, when women are in bodybuilding competitions in sort of the 70s and 80s. And to an extent, She-Hulk kind of has some of that. Um, Now, I am very into competitive bodybuilding. I am a real aficionado of this, yes. Can I ask a very quick question? You may. And and we might part this for later. What came first? Is it that they modelled She-Hulk on how women looked when they were... or? (laughs) I I am going to say that that She-Hulk is inspired by the available concept of muscular women which is right. is going to be the bodybuilding women of the period um it's your choice is that or victorian bodybuilding which is, is a slightly different look um okay. both looks very different from bodybuilding now mm. i would say by and large um, we've we've come a long way i would also say there's a lot more drugs in bodybuilding okay. now um but that's not the point laura a question <laughs> also have a question when you're talking about the the looks and that Mm. Is there any resources that I could link to so people would know what we're talking about? So many. I will find something. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, I, I will find. Listener, if you something. go to your show notes, you'll be able to find uh, Laura's Prince. We'll find out. We'll find out what I found. <laughs> dear, dear future. Um, but, but just so, so basically to say competitive bodybuilding in which women put on muscle in deliberate and specific ways in multiple different types of division is mm. very much a thing it's a very big thing in america it is a thing here it is a, it is we have some very competitive women in britain but in america it is an extremely big deal it is known it exists okay i know that marvel chose not to use bodybuilding as the inspiration for their she hulk hulk look okay I am a little confused by these choices. They claim that they have based the body of She-Hulk on an Olympic athlete. Mm -hmm. They have not been specific about which Olympic athlete. Why would you base She-Hulk on an Olympic athlete? Because Mark Ruffalo is not based on an Olympic athlete. No. No. Further, She-Hulk is pretty much the only example of a large, muscular woman. Mm. Now, what you have done is give her bulky arms and breasts. Yeah. And I mm. have feelings about this. Now, mm. in bulky bodybuilding... Bulky Yeah. Well... <laughs> I, she... So, yeah. Okay. When, when she, I'll look again. When, when, she, when she evolves, so do her breasts. And, I, as I say, know a lot about bodybuilding. And in the bikini division... It is very standard, although, and I must emphasise, because rarely do I get to talk about bodybuilding into an audience that doesn't view it, it is not required, it is not even encouraged, it is explicitly not encouraged 
to have breast implants. But it is a popular look for balance and symmetry because what is very common is glutes, right. uh, i.e. a sizable backside. And we know that Marvel has enjoyed the sizable backside because Paul Bettany's backside was not deemed to be good enough to play a robot <laughs> and therefore he had to have a false ass. Let's not forget in WandaVision. So we've seen Marvel decide aesthetically that people must adhere to certain standards. But whose standards? What standards have they gone for? Because it's not the bikini aesthetic because, bless you, She-Hulk, but your glutes are not there. Your mm. thighs are certainly not there. Where are your quads? Where are they? Where are your lats? You don't get arms like that without also having lats. I'm not going to perform the lat spread for the podcast right now. But it's a thing. You They they come as a package deal. <laughs> like She just doesn't have the musculature that you would necessarily expect. And all right, maybe it isn't to depict a particular type of physique, but also we know that they made choices. We know that they used references. Mm -hmm. We know that they did actually think about the body of She-Hulk a lot. And I would just rather they had used actual, sizable women. Pick mm. a natural bodybuilder, if you like. They exist. They don't necessarily look like you think they're going to. All right, have her hair be 12 foot long. Because again, on stage, many people have extensions. That's a look. That's a thing. Okay. That's fine. Many people mm. have implants. That's also a look and a thing. And that's fine. But those are also choices. And yes, maybe she does look at maybe she looks like the comics. But it's a different time. We're doing a different thing. We're doing we're doing all the feminism and all the things. And yet you chose me to give a very poor version of 70s female bodybuilding instead of a strong woman. And the CGI thing is is a separate aspect. Um and I mentioned when we talked about um, Thor Love and Thunder that I had some thoughts that I wanted to bring in mm -hmm. um, on this as well. And I do. And I think anyone who follows me will know that I absolutely lost my mind when there were the pictures of Natalie Portman with delts. I mean, it's all I wanted for Natalie Portman was was for her to embrace some bodybuilding life and, um, and grow slightly. But, you know, that, that didn't happen. And we saw. And that's having now seen the film understandable it makes sense mm -hmm. she also becomes very small and very unwell in that film so i understand mm. in fact now why natalie portman had a cgi transformation and i would say she has enough armor those scenes are brief enough and interesting enough that she does not in fact need to represent all strong women and her arms look great in the cgi and that's kind of fine okay wait, 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 sorry i thought natalie portman did bulk up not like that cgi because she, she, she gave all of these interviews about how yeah, no, that was, was that was that was just the Marvel workout. <laughs> she just ate some protein for a bit and did the Marvel workout. Oh, so, so she did bulk up a little bit, but then they added stuff on. Have a look at her at the premiere. Okay. okay. And uh, you don't lose muscle that quickly. Yeah, because I mean, the the thing with this would be that she has to switch back and forth. The thing with this would be that she has to switch back and forth, but. It's the choices that they've made about the shape that she's switching back and forth. No, from. no, I, yeah, I agree. And she just looks. Other than her arms, and in fact, there's a shot, uh, I saw a screenshot, and Tatiana Maslany actually has some pretty defined arms herself. Um, she, she does. But, and she's but... also got quite sizable legs, unlike her Hulk self. And I mean sizable in a complimentary way, because I do bodybuilding, and that is a mm. good thing. <laughs> but she just looks like she's just a scaled up, sexy, sexy lady. 
and that's yeah, the problem. That that was that was, a, a, and I'm kind of glad you've said some of that because that was our yeah. thing of like, why does she now look sexy, sexy with bigger boobs? Like that's that's yeah. quite a choice here to like you know. And do where's my car at the end when the girls just suddenly get massive breasts? Mm. No, like that's that. clearly a masterpiece that I have to add. To <laughs> no, my I also love Do Where's My Car. No, I do think Do Where's My Car is a magnificent piece it's of cinema. But anyway. actually much better than you would expect. Okay. No, it just, is. Just really selling it. me it's actually, that. Oh, no, it's, so, oh, I no, no, being serious it's actually because it is amazing film. and I love it. No, genuinely. Yeah. But you just spoiled the end so for me, so there's just no point now. <laughs> it's really an incidental moment, but when you see it, you'll see why I brought uh, it up. Okay. You can probably guess how the key ending of Dude, Where's My Car ends. You can probably guess the rest of that one, however. <laughs> I don't know. Fifty-fifty. Do they find it or don't they? It's the two thousands. What do you think? Anyway, do where's my car? Anyway, watch it. Anyway, um, anyway, they yes. could they could have done a lot of things very differently when they cast Tatiana Maslany. I, I mean, she is unbelievable. She's an unbelievable, exceptional, wonderful actress. I do love her, but a part of my heart just sank because I thought, finally, I'm going to get to see someone bigger, who's just like that but the um, thing that i guess not for her to be in the jennifer role her whoever this other actress would be yeah th- but in the want... comics she doesn't always transition between two things she goes from one to the other it's more like steve so it, when you look at captain america and you think oh well we could cgi downsize hmm. why do we have to cgi upsize why couldn't we just use so i i know seven foot and, but, uh, and yeah. particularly because she does look so... Di- you know, Mark Ruffalo doesn't look like that. And they're doing the same thing with her. They're using a motion capture performance. Because mm. um, one of the things I wanted to pose was, there are moments in this she looks like someone else. And I don't know who it is yet. And I'm going to pose it on episode one because I would like everyone... Dear listener, this means you. And the people I'm talking to directly here... If you figure out who she looks like, please tell me. <laughs> There's someone, and I don't know if it's a uh, um, Juliet something whose name I can't Juliet remember. The redhead. More. It's not Juliet. Julianne is it Moore? Julianne Moore? Oh, Julianne Moore. It's it's someone along those lines, I think. She does have Julianne but, Moore hair only in back. So, yeah, and she's tall, which Julianne Moore also which is. Moore also is. But, Bit green. Yeah. A bit green. Well, Although that would look great with the hair, with the red hair. Yeah, yeah, you know. I'd set that off nice. Um, but no, it is it is all it is all CG anyway, so they could have chosen anything for the model there. Mm. Oh, completely. But but they wanted sexy, sexy. Mm. And why? If we're going to if we're going to be so feminist about the other things, what would have been more feminist? A flat chested strong woman. Mm. But no, we we apparently no, we don't. That's yeah. that would be too subversive, and I think that's my that's kind mm. of my point here. What were the things that were too subversive? So we have her shouting, kind of, doing the big Hulk, and that that happens, but she's still very sexy. I'm guessing we're going to see, assuming they keep this, um, aren't men awful narrative going, or aren't <laughs> at least the men they seem to be writing in this? I, I really hope. I, I think that's fine. Look, she's. I'm going for a tangent now. She's a female lawyer. She's going to come across some unpleasantness in her yeah. in her working life, at least. Um, but I really hope we are also going to get some decent guys 
and well written. Well, she have an inevitable guys. gay best friend, and uh, and I don't even need oh. the guys to be decent. They can be awful whilst also not being awful as like oh, I could do that better. Oh, I can oh, oh, just the most obvious yeah. versions of themselves. But it would also know. be nice if there were some nice ones, like proper nice, not capital. Nah, there were no there were no nice men. Uh, I mean, well, I we've, we've spent the whole. Nice. I was going to say we spent the whole episode yeah. with, with yeah. Bruce, but I mean Bruce is already an established character, so I'm I'm just mm. saying. So that was a complete tangent, and I was going to say, I, I'm one of the reasons I'm guessing she's traditional sexy sexy is because that's going to come up. You know, she's going to have those interactions with men as, as um, she Hulk at some stage. I'm guessing. Um, but I would say that, and if she, and if she wasn't this traditional sexy sexy, then they wouldn't treat her the way she's going to be treated. But having having arms like that, and again, I. I know some bodybuilders um often the only thing you can see of these women when they go out is the arms yeah. and many of my female bodybuilder colleagues and friends are super hot in yeah, sorry, all when the I'm most saying, obvious ways when but i'm saying sexy my, my sexy i mean is, no 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 yeah. I'm agreeing. I, I, I am agree they are they look like that they look kind of classical super hot like yeah. sexy sexy but their arms, wow, are they off-putting. So if we see that conversation, mm-hmm. I'll be interested because I know plenty of people who have lived through that. My, my point is that if she go, if she has the arms like that whilst being sex sexy, that is not a singular package. You cannot be sexy and have massive arms as a woman mm. in America without attracting some very strange right. interactions, by yeah. and large. Uh, and we're saying about hoping there are you know resources just to talk about this in general. Mm. Abby, I think it's on you if you could take an action away Could've, from this yeah. meeting. It's, it's difficult uh, because no, these no, are all are real there, people. <laughs> are, are there going to be any commentaries, reviews, essays, mm. opinions written on this show from people in the know who, with, that could also elaborate on these things? So, if you I see, I'm going to say, "Where are your quads, girl? Them. What are you doing?" Well, well, you, yeah. you know exactly. <laughs> yes. Even if they share that basic thing, but maybe uh-huh. there'll be more. Maybe and uh, maybe it's a thing of in the same way all the MCU men get bigger as time goes. You know, Steve could not do half the stuff they you know stopping Thanos and so on in those first ones maybe it's as she uses the powers more and she gets stronger they bulk her up I doubt it but I, I think that's a bit of the thing though isn't it you know like with with Steve then um you know you see him training in the Avengers you know he is working on his strength and stamina he's big he is big mm. um and that's the actor is is large and you know the more they refine the Marvel diet obviously mm. The larger he gets, but but they're already there, and and I don't necessarily need her as Jennifer to be like because again that is not the story that we are telling between She Hulk and and Tatiana. Oh. She her body is a different body, and just as an aside, while she is mm-hmm. being so sexy, sexy, gosh, isn't it lucky that her clothes don't fly off except well. that jacket? That yeah, that's one of the things as well that uh, from the car crash, no ripped clothes after that. And then when she hulks out again after the bar, no ripped clothes after that. And then all of the stuff that she wears in Hawaii, it's not that loose on her, but it just seems to <laughs> size up with her. Yeah. And then it's only when she's in the courtroom, her jacket, one seam pops. And you're like, well, no. Which, your skirt she would have, She could have taken the jacket off. And the shirt yeah. was fine. Mm. Uh, the shirt pops open. And she's got uh, she's got a red vest top underneath. And the only reason I noticed that is because I thought, wait, have they put her in different clothes in that shot? And mm. no, it's a red vest top, which what woman wears a bright red vest top underneath a cream <laughs> blouse? No, no, no one. Okay. That was a weird, again, when we look at the choices made and we know that costume is a choice, 
What? It looked great against the green, but on the basis yeah. no one was pla- no one was planning on seeing it. Yeah, it should have been kind of beigey green. Yeah. green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boring. Mm. We mentioned yeah. the seat. Thank you very much, Abby. Like I know you've been holding that in for a few episodes now, and wanted to talk about. I felt like I've hardly um, scratched the surface, but yes. Well, I'm sure there will be plenty more. We've got Peg- nine episodes. Yeah. Peggy Carter and Natalie Portman and now this. I know. So I've um, been I've been taunted, Matthew. Taunted by muscular women who've never quite materialised. Imagine my pain. Brilliant. Um, You mentioned the CG a bit there. Let's have a quick comment on the CG. Any actual thoughts? It's varied, isn't it? Did either of you see the trailers? Because I know there was a big hoo ha about the trailers, but I've not seen them because I don't want to see anything Mm -hmm. in future episodes. I mean, it's not like Sonic 2 level revamp. Okay. Sonic 1. It's yeah. not like the ugly, difference between the Sonic, Sonic trailer and the Sonic film. Okay. And, and but... that's fine. Like, in trailers, they're still working on the CG. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't mind that so much. Although the Sonic thing is obviously a whole separate conversation. <laughs> um, but we, we saw, we saw um, Tatiana Maslick being, being asked about this. Um, and we've seen so many comments from Marvel Studio. CGI people talking about mm. the pressures that are under, yeah. the lack of time that they're given, the amount of rewrites and reworking, the things that they are being asked to do which are not feasible. And I mm. think if you want to have an IP that is so deeply based on CGI, mm-hmm. then frankly, I think you should work a lot harder to support and further CGI as an art. Absolutely. I, I just pay your people, give them time. Don't be respectful. If you have a schedule like this, start earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, seem, it seems from a lot of the behind the scenes, the interviews and all that kind of, not for this show, but, but other ones and other films, is the big issue does seem to be that they they are quite happy to iterate and iterate and iterate and iterate, which means they end up changing so much that either the CGI has to be redone or they get it so late that that you just end up with it's not quite there now i have very low bar i most stuff that people would say that's poorly i think oh my god what are you talking about but um i thought this was okay i read some stuff about um people complaining that her skin was too smooth looking and then i think it might be the showrunner was saying yeah that is a lot to do with how women you know, we expect women to look on TV because with Ruffalo you've got like his his stubble and wrinkles and mm. and everything whereas with her because you know she's a beautiful young woman then um, that putting that in doesn't doesn't work as well. It it was uh, yeah it, it might be akin to the smoothness. There's something about her sort of slightly shiny, glossy, fresh grass green again compared to his sort of very earthy. Uh, the the point of a lot of the certainly the early MCU stuff was like it's rooted in our world. It's trying mm. to make it a bit more believable, and, and this is what Marvel wanted to do for a long time. And she feels more comic booky green than. I mean, she you know. she is that green in the comic book. To mm. be fair, she yeah. she really is. But he's more so. green, and in this, he's more of a sort of earthy green. And and I, I again, it's almost because they're next to each other, and you're like, yeah, she looks like new grass. So, given we have a non-CGI green character with Gamora, mm-hmm. is what any comparison there at all? I mean, one of them is a person and one of them is CGI. Yeah. No, <laughs> no but I, I think that visually that's what it looks like. I, I okay. think mm. that the, there is that separation of, of reality. 
Mm. Yeah, because Gamora's is a, is a a very different green. B, I always prefer a practical effect anyway, and C, it's hiding a personal character behind um, makeup. So although we've cast them in this thing, we're not. You know, that's that's a Star Wars issue more than an MCU issue. A personal color. Um, so he's Aldana, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry, you said a personal yeah. character. You did, which I'm did sure I? she is as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Real POC, that one. No, sorry. <laughs> yes, yeah, well, yeah. I'm glad you picked up on on what I was putting down, what I actually meant to say. <laughs> she is a personal character. And, um, yeah. So so I think it, you know, I thought um, it has its own thing going on. Sorry. I thought the performance came through very well still, as far as the mo- whatever they did, mocap or what have you. Mm-hmm. It, it felt like it was still Tatiana Maslany. One of the problems that I have is I feel like we and we've talked so much about how Marvel is now beginning to cast like the good actors. You know, goodness knows I wanted to talk about that a lot with things like Moonlight, but I feel like she's almost too good for this show. This is this is a TV show. This is not really asking for Orphan Black, <laughs> not yet. Anyway, yeah, um, she she doesn't have enough to do and. When you consider the enormous transformation that her character is going through, mm. there's a lot of room for acting, Ooh. but she doesn't really need to do an enormous amount of it. And she's... Not, not a lighthearted comedy, I'm not sure there is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I, I think there's room for both with, you know, with, with her. Uh, and if anyone hasn't seen Orphan Black... Please do see it because she is incredible in it. And also, I really do want to see it again. It's now. a really fun story. Well, not fun isn't the right word at all. It's a very engaging story. Mm. Um, if you've seen, you've seen it, Matthew, haven't you? Mm. Yeah, yeah, but I I liked the fact that we're not going to go through the whole all of that we've gone through with Hulk of the the other personality mm. and all of you know his identity crisis and all this kind of stuff because. Well, that's that would be the next nine episodes, and we've kind of done that with him. And also, that you know, this is meant to be a lighthearted comedy. So, I, I, if you're only trying to do it in half-hour chunks, I think that would be very difficult then to to get through that. So, I quite like that it was done. You know, if we're not going to do that, we're really not going to do that. Um, hmm. So that worked for me. I, I'm wondering, Abby, if, if one of the reasons it's putting me in mind of Ali McBeal is because Callista Flockhart is so good in Ally McBeal. And then oh. that thing you were saying about possibly too good for this, she brings some of that to Supergirl. Because I've also been put in mind of Supergirl in the way of dealing with feminism. And, and I think I've said before, Supergirl does Feminism 101, the real basic stuff yeah. early on, and then and then really layers it and gets in, in, in deep into some of the uh, ideology and, and philosophy behind it. Mm. And I, I'm, I, A, hoping this will do some of that, and B... Clister Flockhart does exactly that thing, so that's why those those two things were tied together. Mm. Interesting. Mm. But yes, hopefully mm. there was room for it, uh, Laura. You made a thing there about you still feel like it's Tatiana Maslany when she's Hulk. Mm. It it feels like a slightly different character. I can still see the actor there, but it feels like a slightly different character. But I'm wondering, is that because it's basically this is her with no restrictions on her and mm. no fear? And and this is why she's now making jokes and winding people up and being super, super confident on it. And almost the way that I'd sort of expect that to go in a TV show is it becomes addictive to her. She wants to be that person even more and all the time and and not listening to other people or something. Maybe. I mean, I didn't see... 
because she was making the jokes and all that kind of stuff when she was just Jan. I think, wasn't she? Yeah. I didn't see. She... Yeah, she, she was quite similar. It's, but... thing, it's things like the la- landing and doing the like man poundy joke. Yeah, yeah, thing and, and I can see, I, like, absolutely, I can mm. see, sort of, um, I suppose, uh, enhanced is the wrong word, but a dialed up version of her personality, mm. which yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah, if, if you were mm. no longer, you know, you drop some of that fear stuff because you're seven foot yeah. tall. Of being judged and mm, yeah, mm. well, I don't know because is she gonna feel judged because she's seven foot tall and, and seven mm. foot tall and um, green? Um, mm. Mm. There's various other things I think we can comment on. Are we supposed to know who the person, the defendant in the case was? I don't think so. I almost expected that we would, so I'm a little surprised. No, but I, I don't. I'm thinking he might not just be a throwaway in the first episode. No. I think he's going to come back. Yeah. Because going on to our incredibly quick visit with our villain, mm. Um, mm. Titania. I think so. Yes. Yeah. She comes into that courtroom, and the first thought is, oh, she she knows about. Mm-hmm. Um, She-Hulk and she's coming to a challenger or something, something, something. But she doesn't know who She-Hulk is. So she, why is she coming to that courtroom like that? Mm-hmm. So is it something to do with this case or... I dare say we will find out. It would be I interesting to see. So. Uh, we had a very, very brief fight between the two of them. Yeah, there was when we were talking about the effects and that, Titania does this like flying kick and it looks so fake. I mean, like... And I didn't. I thought the Very other fighting gamey. stuff, the other mm. fight stuff, looked really good. But yeah, absolutely video gamey, or um, like the Hong Kong, um, okay, yeah, 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 films. You know where it's really. Yeah. And I thought, what? That must be deliberate because all the other fighting is so much mm. better than that. I'm just, or I don't know if um, oh, what's she called, Jamila? Jamila, Jamila, Jamila. Jamila. Yeah. Um, I I don't know how good. Jamila's at the action. I don't know because we've never seen her in that mm, that format, true. and this is very unfair to her because we've literally seen her for a few seconds. But mm. I will be curious to see because I can't believe. I don't know. On the one hand, surely that couldn't have been deliberate, but then the other, what is going on there? Otherwise, okay. it's so jumped out. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. Mm. And has she got an American accent? And she does that sometimes. No, I, I think I couldn't quite tell if she's doing one or not, and there was only one line. But no. No, and I, I felt like that was so rushed and so sort of strange. I feel yeah. like there was almost a cut of this where that's where we came in, like when she bursts mm-hmm. into the courtroom, mm-hmm. and then it would be like, you know, record scratch. Let me yeah. tell you where we started. <laughs> you know, I, I almost expected that. Yeah. And and then this felt like someone going, no, we can't do that. So what we'll do instead is this. And you go, yeah, but this isn't really an established format, is it? This is some stuff. <laughs> it, it did feel like it kind of cut off. A bit too early there, mm. or that that mm. bit should have gone on a bit longer. I mean, maybe it did, and then because they want this half an hour comedy, it was. But I, I think, Abby, it's your point of should have been two episodes because because Hawkeye got two mm. episodes. Yeah. Because episode one, I think, only features Hawkeye, or or episode one, I think, ended with their meeting. So episode two was a bit more about them mm. as a duo, and it worked as the setup. This, I don't quite know what we're going to get, so it would have been a, a nice way to go. We obviously only have seven days to wait, so we're going to be fine. It's yeah. true, it's true. I did like the mirroring in the episode of her not wanting to be a superhero, 
and her closing argument. So, you know, uh, do those with power have a duty to protect those without it? Those with the most power have the most to answer for civic duty, etc., etc. And so, uh, and the fact that, you know, she's very much saying, I have no interest in being a superhero. I'm, I'm going to be a mm-hmm. lawyer and that's how I'm going to help people. Um, so I assume that's going to be a bit of a thread moving through. Yes. Yeah, I, I almost I almost expected that her uh, closing arguments that she said in the opening, when we heard them again at the end, they would mean something slightly more to us or she'd be echoing things that he'd said to her. It's like, no, no they're not yeah. that smart. Um, and felt, the actual... It, 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 one quick thing. It felt like they were tripping over themselves to imply but not say with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> Yeah, it was very close. Yeah. And the actual content of the court case I thought was going to be more sort of resonant or something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I apparently have decided to warm up for this by watching a lot of Suits again recently, which is one of the only American law series that I've ever actually managed to watch for more than half an episode. So um, so it was quite strange. Um, mm. Seeing this kind of court sequence and thinking, oh, yes, well, I don't really understand what you're talking about now, but I'm sure by the end of the episode, I, I will have found out why it's really important that you go to this bar. Um, and and then by the end of the episode, I thought, well, I'm not really much the wiser. I thought this was actually maybe going to be a pointed Marvel lawsuit or something, but mm. I just, I haven't grasped anymore and I don't really care. So I, I assume, again, that things will change. But But basically, I think where we're coming down on is that this was not really enough to know what exactly we're doing here and it didn't do the show any favours. No, I'm I'm not that... I'm not quite there. No, I mean, just having half an hour of it didn't do the show any favours. I I think, yeah, probably I would... I'd flip it slightly for me that it would have helped to have the second one. Well, maybe, I don't know, the second one might be appalling, we'll see. But yeah... (laughs) Uh, but it doesn't I'm, sound like it's going to be appalling. I like, like so I say, either. I've seen some reviews and and the four episodes, and everyone seems to be like, well, it's everyone seems to be having a good time. Yeah. So, yeah, and I did laugh. I did laugh. Mm, it good. may not sound like I laughed, and I did spend a lot of time having bodybuilding thoughts, but I did <laughs> laugh. Well, okay then, let's let's finish up on Abby. Did you have a favourite thing from this? Um, the bit where I went to see what I knew people from, and one of the answers was. Um, the fact that that's the wrong window and the answer was the fact that i know uh ginger gonzaga who plays nikki the paralegal mm-hmm. from a tegan and sarah music video which i was thrilled <laughs> thrilled to be able to bring to this podcast so everyone can go and enjoy the beautiful tegan and sarah video um that she's in because it's great how lovely brilliant I'm hoping that we see um, a lot more of that relationship because I thought their chemistry was great as well mm-hmm. and mm. always want more female friendships. Laura, did you have a favourite thing? I did, Matthew. Oh. Uh, I have a few. Please tell me. And will you tell me them as well? <laughs> yes, I have a few. Uh, all of will, the... <laughs> like a lawyer, I will only answer the actual questions. Did you have anything? Yes, I did. Next question, please. <laughs> uh, I'll be pleading the fifth. I think that's the right usage of that. Ooh. Is that the right usage of that? Yes, it think, is. Because yes, we don't have it, American people. Um, um, but we don't have the Fifth. We don't have the Fifth Amendment. We have a no. right to silence. Yes, yeah. yes. Cool. Uh, good. Good. <laughs> Should we talk about the Magna Carta as well? That seems to be <laughs> what everybody relies on. <laughs> um, so uh, a couple of quick things. All of the girls in the in the ladies' toilets. I loved that mm. because it's so true. I have made oh, so many it. friends in You don't need to put makeup on me. Yes, we do. <laughs> and you know, can I borrow a phone or four? You know, everybody yeah, just like yeah, we're now best friends. 
I love um, and then we'll all leave and we'll never see each other again. Uh, yes. That was very well played and very well observed. Um, Pixar is a thing in the MCU, mm. and, and mm. Bing Bong particularly being the thing was I thought was fantastic. That Didn't does that come out during the blip. Inside Out. They work no. with cinema releases. Do they have to bring them all out again? No, in, Inside Out is Inside Out's old and uh, pre pre blip. Is it? And Matthew will now look it up. It's not in. It's not pre MCU, is it? No. no, it's like 2015. 2015. There we yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. I was working with children. Bing bong, yeah. Yeah. Good. So, in that case, who voices Buzz in Lightyear? <laughs> yeah, well, it is. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean all films, I think. Is Netflix a thing? We, no, we've not had it mentioned yet. Star Wars, I've actually meant to mention in the Thor one. Star Wars is mentioned in the Thor one. Mm. There's mm-hmm. something about Jedi at some stage. Which then gives who who was Poe, but anyway, yeah. uh, and and then just Captain America and the discussion, <laughs> and when I did click up, and I love the fact that they're partway through the discussion when they come into it, so you're kind of like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Oh, you're talking about that, but then when they added on the the end credit scene, yeah, which if anyone hasn't realised it was an end credit scene, please go and watch that. Stop now and go and watch it. Thank you, Matthew. Yes, but thank you, Matthew, because <laughs> I would have missed it. That I laughed a lot. I, I thought that was really uh, and well I done. I didn't think I was going to laugh because if there was one thing I knew about today's episode, it was because you know how exciting to see She Hulk. No, let's talk about Steve, um, <laughs> which was the predominant discussion on Twitter for pretty much all of today. I as I saw, so um, so I I knew that was going to be a topic of conversation. It was it didn't start out particularly amusing, but I admit I laughed at the end as well. Mm. So yeah, but yeah, that that's it. I'm I'm impressed with us. For leaving it this long in the pod to get to that topic, <laughs> unlike Twitter. There, there is um, a article by Helen O'Hara from Empire where she goes through the evidence. Um, so I, I'll link to Brilliant. that as well. Because um, I'm sure this has been an internet discussion. Oh, no, it has been. And yeah, 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 it's been so, quite, yeah. quite the discussion. And so that's why I realised, partway through, you kind of realise, oh, that's the discussion they're having. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly because the discussion has been that it was probably the character played by Laura Haddock. In the first um, Captain America, when he's on the USO tour, there's a young woman comes up to him and they share to get his autograph or something and they share a bit of a sort of a smile. And and so that was Laura Haddock, who then later played Peter Quill's mother. Right. Yep, so yep, yep. the discussion is that uh, that was actually Peter Quill's grandmother. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think James Gunn has actually said in as far as his, his headcanon is. So that would seem to suggest that Steve is his grand, great-grandfather? No, grandfather. Hmm. Mm. 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 side. Mm. They never got to meet, did they? What what um, internet speculation would you like to, oh. to clear up next week? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking, because I've I mean, got some other questions for Marvel. <laughs> I mean, we have the same speculation about Superman, to the extent they invented Superman's a new power for him where he can basically burn out all his Krypton powers and basically become human, which allows him to spend time with Lois Lane. Yeah. Mm. Because it was this whole thing of, that doesn't work right. Mm. (laughs) Anyway. Mm. um, I can't think of anything for them to clear up. Abby will come up with a list for next time. Yeah, I don't spend time in in that discussion space. (laughs) 
Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I didn't know this one was a thing. So yeah, I, maybe I'm not in the same space yeah, as yeah. the Marvel writers. I, I see the headlines on on Reddit sometimes. Oh, there's the whole could Ant Man have stopped Thanos? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, maybe that's the one. Yeah, maybe that's the one. Maybe that's the new Ant Man film. Uh, just as I'm like my plot, we have a spaceship. Yeah, we do. We have a Sakarian oh, spaceship. Cool spaceship. I liked it. Tell Which, me who they are again. So that's the planet um, where Hulk has the gladiator in Ragnarok. So the oh, Grandmaster's okay. planet, that's Sakaar. Mm. And he said right. it's a Sakarian class, well, class 8 or class A. I've seen both. Courier, sorry, class 8, courier class. But who the hell is still on Sakaar or involved with Sakaar that he would know? Because he wasn't smart Hulk on Sakaar. Only later he was he was toddler Hulk. So uh, the Grandmaster, or maybe Topaz, if she survived? Um, or has he been in contact with Sakaar since Ragnarok with the blip and everything? And if it's courier class, are they bringing post as a Yeah, because he said he thought like, it would be... A... <laughs> he said he thought they were, it would be some kind of message or something. So I assume that's when we're going to see him again later. Well, I, I hope we don't see it again. Ah, I hope okay. as much as it's the inciting incident, we do see him mm. again. I suspect, you know, episode five and episode eight, he'll come back in and something will happen. Yeah. Um, but I hope I hope that's it. That's now a whole other story that they're going to deal with elsewhere because, as ever, I don't really want Marvel to be doing the setup of the next thing. Mm. I don't think that story fits within this story or the story that I want to see here. So give me some sort of Hulk thing at some other time that deals with that or integrate it into the next film that he's in or something. But I can imagine it being part of Captain Marvel or Marvels yeah, yeah. or something like that. Something. Yeah, maybe. Like it could be it Captain could, Marvel. It could even be a, a Wakanda Forever thing, you know. Because mm. Hulk in Wakanda would be quite fun, good fun. Yeah. Can I tell you my favourite things? Mm, yes, please. Please. Thank you. Let's pretend um, we asked in a polite way. Yeah. Matthew, what are your favourite things? <laughs> Matthew, tell us. A, f- a few of my favourite things. Uh, the the performances, I think, are the things that I'm, I want to call out. Like, Tatiana Maslany is as good as she ever is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're absolutely right. Orphan Black, she's incredible in, for various reasons. Mm-hmm. But over and above the stuff of Orphan Black and why she's so good, she is still giving good performances in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and in here, I really enjoyed her. I enjoyed her as this sort of very confident, very smart character that we only saw a bit in some of Orphan Black. So here it was nice to have uh, that's the the full extent of the character. Mm. But one of the reasons I think the episode worked really well was because of Mark Ruffalo mm-hmm. um, and the writing of Bruce Banner. I think the line they threaded of mentor who's been through it combined with jealous older sibling mm-hmm. worked really well. It absolutely has that vibe of when when you turned 15, you got to have a TV in your room but your younger sibling got one when they were 12 because if you've got one, they get one. You know, it's exactly that sort of jealousy. Like, I, I'm not jealous. It's fine. I understand the logic. But at the same time, this isn't fair. <laughs> and and I really I really enjoyed it. I think it worked really well. Like you, I rolled my eyes when they had to fight each other. Like, fine, okay, we're going to do this thing, but okay. Mm. But I like that she then did stay. It wasn't that the fight didn't mean anything. It was actually, it changed her, her mind in some ways and they fixed up the bar and he then relented and grudgingly said, fine, you can go and and talked it out and moved on. Mm. I, I, I enjoyed that very, very much. To be fair, that was the fullest extent of the episode or most of the episode anyway. So if you don't enjoy that, your mileage will very, very, very. <laughs> 
I think I, I would go so far as to say this is the most I've enjoyed Hulk at all in oh, the MCU, wow. actually. And I thought I did think that he was really well written and that it was really nice. It just again, as I say, I think I think overall it was the same thing a lot, and then it changed quite quickly. And uh, anyway, <laughs> I like the Hulk of it, and yeah. I, and I think you described that dynamic really, really well. Um, being an only child, I couldn't quite put my finger. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> As as a younger sibling, it's my discussions with older siblings and my knowledge of my sister that Excellent. as an older sibling, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I was allowed to sit in the front seat much, much younger than I should be <laughs> my sister was. It's terrible. Oh dear. <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to discuss today? No, I think literally okay. all well, of my bullet points. I think we're good. So that is um, we podcast on She Hulk and me finish um, another pronoun <laughs> things. Actually, that I, I'm going to park this. We're not going to have the discussion now. Um, Abby, you said something about I, I think when you were discussing the, the shape and size of her about we're doing this story now in the modern world where we have these reference points can do things. Let's discuss at some point. Is She Hulk the right title for this? Should they have changed the name of the character because it's I just think my personal opinion is it's not a great title and there's probably one out there, but they still had to throw in the line of, you know, you have to stick with what they'd call you. I will really enjoy coming back to you with some thoughts on that next mm. week. Mm. Thank you. I will well, enjoy listening. Save, save it for the week when we don't really want to discuss the episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? I'll give it a we, we will be back next week. We're going to be discussing each of these episodes as they come through. Um, so obviously if you've seen it, and I'm hoping you have seen it, rather than just listening to us, uh, do let us know your thoughts. What were your thoughts on the CG, on the shape and size of She-Hulk, and the shape and size of everyone in it. If you want to comment on how people look, go go ahead. But the CG is the, Please the focus don't. thing. <laughs> no, we don't. I don't think we need critiques. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I realised where I was going bodies. with that. Like, no, don't comment on people's bodies. No. <laughs> But that just no, CG bodies. No, see, no, now, you, now you've said that, don't comment on people's bodies. You're not wrong, except for the fact that this whole thing is about somebody's body and their transformation into yes it. but we don't need to therefore talk about nicky's or dennis or no we don't yeah yeah no, not generally <laughs> yeah well unless they also have transformations into true it. and true. and if you you know you know we don't talk about the, the color of people's skin but if you have thoughts on the green colors that they've used for <laughs> she hulk that's one we can talk about as well Just one final thing i was gonna say on that <laughs> is even within a single issue of the comic like the green fairies you <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's blushing um, or something. Maybe she's blushing. <laughs> maybe. mid You can find us all over so- social media. If you look up uh, at Eloquent Gushing or Marvellous Pod, hashtag Marvellous Pod, I believe. Mm-hmm. And you can find Laura on Twitter. At Laura Geeks Out. And you can find Abby on Twitter. At this AE show. Do join us next week where we're going to continue overthinking this. Marvellous. Marvellous.